Nothing good is easy and nothing easy is worth having. Don't call it a resolution. Just call it a goal. My phone wallpaper, it's not just a normal wallpaper. Mm. It's my vision board. Consistency is the biggest thing. Why would you put yourself in a box and think like that your career defines who you are as a person? The relationship is not built on the vacation. So you and your girl have weekly meetings. If you are on the path to greatness, you never have to fret. You never have to worry about yourself or your life because wherever you are is somewhere on that path. Most relationship problems are just bumps in the road, but if you let them linger too long, they become spikes. Okay, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Band. <laughs> so this is Zane. What's up, guys? Do you Zane want to tell the how, how we know each other? We were all here. We all went downtown. That was the first time we met. And then after that, I mean... You know, stayed in touch and stuff relatively, uh, but ended up moving in together. I mean, yeah. Now we're roommates. Now we're roommates. Come yeah, on, man. Still, man. Come on. What are you talking about. Yeah. So how's it? How do you think it's been being roommates with me? Been good. As a matter of fact, this guy. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I guess it's not saying much. I'm not the cleanest person, but I think <laughs> you are way cleaner than I am. Which is Thank great, you. you know. I think uh, in the past I've had – I've never had a roommate nightmare, but I've had yeah. roommates that were not super cleanly. Mm. And I'm not the cleanest guy, but I'm like, all right, if the trash is full, let's take the trash out. Right. Things like that or like the dishwasher trying not to let it get super stacked. Yeah. And you're you're always on top of it. Appreciate bro. it, man. I think, I think that's the thing with like most people. They worry about like rubbing in with their friends because mm. they're like, oh, it's going to ruin the friendship. Yeah. But it's like if you're just like a half-decent roommate – you're really going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you just do the, the common courtesy things like, hey, trash is full, take it. Bread is a little low. Yeah. Fill up fill some up. water. Yeah. It's no biggie. Yeah, I know, man. But, you know, that's the thing, though. We say it's no biggie, but so often, common sense isn't so common. Like, so often, yeah. people do not follow through on these small tasks. And then... One of my friends, they told me this horror story that they had with their roommate where they would basically, like, let... Um, the trash like pile up as much as possible, like it's almost like a game. It's like, Bruh. how far can we get it before someone uh, has to take it out? Uh, so that's terrible. Yeah, that's so they fun game. <laughs> they would have like, he told me they'd have like twelve pizza boxes stacked up at once. I'm like, dude, that's dude, you're just asking for for that's, bugs. Look, and I'm not a, like a scorekeeper kind of guy, but I'll say I had a past roommate yeah. that it was like, so we'd be you know the trash would fill up blah blah blah, and we'd have a stack of pizza boxes. Yeah. Bro, I never ordered pizza. I never ordered pizza. Yep. So, and I'm not like, if I take the trash out, I'm just going to take it all out. I'm not, you know, keeping score of the trash. Right. But it's like, guys, if I, like, if it's your box, if all of this is yours, you can would you think, just take it out? Yeah, take it out, man. Yeah, seriously, bro. But it is what it is. Like we're talking about, everybody's different. But yeah, I don't think it's that hard to be half decent. Yeah, no, it's not. I think it's just the thing of like, most people just, I feel like they just don't get raised right. Like they just don't understand like, hey, this is common courtesy. Yeah. Help out your neighbor. Well, I mean, you have experience going to college, obviously. And I feel maybe some people just don't. Like, maybe – I don't I don't know how many of my roommates I was their first roommate. Mm. I don't I – don't, I feel like it's not that many. Yeah. But I've had a few roommates that just kind of stunk up the place. And, yeah, you're right. Like, maybe they weren't raised right or, mm. I don't know, maybe they don't have the social awareness. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't – it's it's an interesting dynamic because I know we're gonna get into self development. Yeah, I never want to blame someone else for my own frustrations because realistically, it's always inside of you. Oh, but it's hard. It's hard, bro. When it they is. ate my pizza box. It <laughs> is. 
it's hard, bro. <laughs> it is. Because, I, you know, you get tired of it at a certain point. So. See, and that is a great segue. Yeah. So this is going to be a very value-filled podcast. I'm going to tell you all that right now. One thing about Zane is, like, every time we talk, I feel like I get something out of our conversations. Thanks, bro. So basically, the first topic I want to talk about is, so, like, what are you doing this year yeah. self-development-wise to, mm. like, get you ahead? Give me a head. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. a few different things, you know, first and foremost, everybody, if you set a new year's resolution, call it a goal. Like, yeah, this idea I of like a resolution, man, a new, you have to wait for the new year. Like, absolutely not. Don't get me wrong. I definitely set goals to start the year and I want to do them for the year. But if you call it a resolution, you might, I think it's a little more flexible and you're not going to be as real with yourself about it. That's a good, I like that. Cause I think, and again, I don't want to go off on a segue, but we'll, we'll get back into it. A lot of us have, myself included, have a history of breaking our resolutions. Yep. So why, don't call it a resolution. Just call it a goal, you know. And you set goals for yourself. Obviously, you're going to want to achieve them. If in the past you've had a, a, a pattern of breaking your resolutions, quit calling it that. Call it a new goal. Start it. If you didn't set a New Year's resolution or New Year's goal, today is a perfect time to do it. It doesn't have to be a new year. Just go, go and do it. Yeah. But back to the original question. Big, my main goals for this year is not drinking any alcohol for the year, not smoking any weed. I would love to sleep. Like, goal is eight hours a day plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of other things in there, business things, things for my relationship, of course. But those are the main three. And recently, especially, because I set a lot of goals. Yeah. I've really keyed in on the fact that for the year, and we'll see what happens moving forward, but at least for the year, if I don't drink, don't smoke, and do my best to get an ample amount of sleep, I'm going to be in a really good place. Just like you're saying, I'm going to be ahead you yeah. know, by the end of the year. So. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that you mentioned the whole don't call it a resolution thing because I saw a TikTok and it was really interesting. It was like, it's like isn't it so funny that like humans think that because the calendar turns, like all of a sudden everything has changed and like mm-hmm. now I need to be a better person. Mm-hmm. It's like why are you waiting for this weird like calendar event Yeah, when you could just – you could wake up tomorrow – Yep. And just decide, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be better today. I mean, absolutely, man. And I don't, you know, I'm not rag. I don't want to rag on anybody who does the resolution thing because it does work for some people. Yeah, it does. You know, but at the end of the day, I think it's just motivation. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's January or March or September. It doesn't matter what, when in the year it is. If you want to make a change, make the change. Yeah. I think it's so, like interesting you hear about people especially let's say in that november time frame or something mm-hmm. that are talking about this habit that they want to do or this thing they want to change and they say all right new year's resolution but why are you doing it the extra two months right just start now one thing again this is kind of i would say pretty on this topic me and my girlfriend we talked about starting a relationship page couples page where we spread a lot of you know we think we're in a really healthy place and we have a lot of things that we can just Say, hey, this is what works for us, stuff like that. Yeah. And we got this idea when she was visiting me in Virginia, my visiting my family in November. And we were just on a walk one day. And just The idea just came to us. And we made a video that night. And we yeah. posted it. And we have done so consistently since then. And the reason I'm saying that is, like, we didn't wait for any specific time. And you would right. know, dude, as an influencer, consistency is the biggest thing it's huge it it's the only thing exactly bro and it doesn't matter if it's not even good content yeah. like it's whatever you can do yep but if you're putting it up 
like you've heard, I'm de- you've definitely heard this before. The guy who spends the year just posting and trying and trying a million different things is going to be a thousand times farther ahead than the guy who spends the year researching it, yep. trying to learn about it, yep. but not actually doing the thing. It's just trial and error. You kind of just have to go for it. Like the idea of, like personally, like I, I make goals like probably, def- I definitely make them every month. Like at the start of the month, I'd be like, okay, that's great. What did I do this month at work? Web and I accomplished yet? But like, I'll wake up one day, I'll be like, oh man. I do want to do that. I'll write down my whiteboard. Tremendous. Like, getting a whiteboard is huge. Yeah. We both have one. We both have one. Whiteboard guys. White, Let's go. Whiteboard guys. Whiteboard guys, man. I just think there's something about it. Like, I like how easy it is to use, yeah. but also just like, I see it every day. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, just the idea of like, hey, as soon as something comes to my mind, this isn't like a plan of how am I going to attack this? It's put on right. the board. I'm going to figure it out. Hunt, bro. That's tremendous. There's um so Ed Milet, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a big public speaker, really inspirational self-development guy. Mm. And I'm reading his book called audiobook called The Power of One More for like the third time. It's just oh, dang. The Power of One More, the best thing ever. If wow. you're out there you're listening, that's your book suggestion, The Power of One More. And he talks about the peop- those who are the greatest at reaching their goals refresh themselves on their goals the most often. So that's where the whiteboard comes in. Yep. There's like if you set a goal January first, right? And you let's say you just kind of set it willy nilly. You're just like, okay, this is my resolution for the year. You don't write it down. You don't keep a note of it in your phone. You don't do anything specific to keep that refreshed in your head. You don't have a place where you can go every day to see, okay, this is the goal I set. Right. You you might just forget about it. You, you forget might, you made it. It's like exactly screw like even actually doing it or messing up on the goal. You might literally just forget you made it. Yeah. But he says in the book the people who achieve them the most refresh themselves about them the most. So that's like having a whiteboard and reading it daily. He said there's people that refresh themselves on their goals every hour. And if you like, that's how you get down to it because you know exactly what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, if you were to refresh yourselves on it every hour, you'd say, okay, if that's what I want, this is what I need to do in the next hour to get there. And if you just keep doing that, obviously that's like the, the extreme. Yeah. But daily, Refreshing yourselves on our goals, that's what's going to get us there. No, know? I like it. I mean, that's literally what I do. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that I do that, but that's why, like, my phone wallpaper, it's not just a normal wallpaper. Mm-hmm. It's my vision board. Mm-hmm. So every time I open my phone, every time I pick it up, I see what my goals are. That's huge. I see what I want. And I'm, it used to be just, like, straight goals. Yeah. Now it's, it's kind of transitioned into, like, like almost like a goal and feeling board. Mm-hmm. More it's like, hey – how do I want to feel in this season of my life? Like right now, like it's very much like I want to feel free. I want to not worry about the past. Awesome. I want to just go and be present. Yeah. So like I have things on That's there great. to remind me of that. But then also things like how I want to have a successful podcast. Got mice on there. How I want to find a relationship. Like that's on there. Like there's multiple things on there. I'll pop it up. Also, speaking of audiobooks, <laughs> in case you all don't know yet, I did – Recently, figure out how to put the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other audio platform you listen to. It's everywhere now. Let's go. So not just video podcasts. Now we're doing it all. Oh, yeah. Okay, hey, man. Wherever you get your podcast, we're coming. You can officially say that. That's right. Wherever That's you awesome. get your podcast at, you can find Band. That's sick, bro. Yeah, everybody, subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It's huge for the podcast, guys. Appreciate Subscription's it. Subscription's huge for the podcast. Appreciate it. Let's go. But yeah, so that's that's a really good um. I feel like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't hear about a lot of these tips, and so I started like getting into it a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And I wish I just like, I don't know, just like I wish in high school I would have had the same kind of like motivation to be like, hey, let me start mm-hmm. getting my life somewhat together. Even though I enjoyed high school and like Israel was like no responsibilities, had a good time. It's like once I get got out, I'm like, I'm behind. Right. So I feel like people having a chance to listen to podcasts like this like and have us talk about it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. huge. Oh, absolutely, man. And one thing that I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day, it's, all, it's an interesting line to walk, I feel like. When you're really working on yourself and you're really making some progress, like there's times where I feel like I can be judgmental and I can look at people who, you know, maybe we were friends in the past or we're starting to not be friends or that are just moving in different directions than I am. Yep. And I can be like, well, man, like, why, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. Why aren't you, why aren't you doing the same thing? Like you could do X, Y, or Z. Like you could make more money. You could have a better relationship. You could have better friends, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and this is kind of getting back to what you said about high school. Everybody is on a different path and everybody is going to find it at a different time. If they ever do. Like, I think that I'm not, you know, I'm not a guru, like, but one thing that I can say, and this is my favorite quote of all time from Mel Robbins. She's also another tremendous speaker, whatever. But she says, if you are on the path to greatness, you never have to fret. You never have to worry about yourself or your life because wherever you are is somewhere on that path. Wow. It makes me a lot more just grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. And it gives me just a little space to like breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I understand we're even people like you and I or Jojo or whoever else that's striving to be their very best. Mm. We're even when we trip up, we're somewhere on the path. Right. And I think that, you know, for me, like, again, I, I hate, I don't, I don't know. Hate that's really cool. I like like that. that. It, it's difficult to kind of talk in this way. Cause I never want to seem like I'm like, coming off my high horse kind of thing. But I just hope everybody finds their way onto the path. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, we all know sometimes you, you're you not on the path to greatness. Yeah. You, neither, bro, there was a time neither of us were. Yeah. Like, no offense to Disney, but when I was on the Disney college program mm-hmm. and drinking every day and smoking every I day. I didn't care about anything. That's I was just having a good time. Exactly, bro. And, like, for me, that's not, the, that's not my path. That's right. not my path to greatness, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe for some people it is. I think – we're all just striving for some inner peace. We're all striving, you know, for that little yeah. happiness. But at the end of the day, I, I just hope that even, you know, like you're saying, for those kids in high school who mm-hmm. don't, I mean, bro, we're, we weren't self-aware. Right. You know? Yeah, no clue. You know, we're just hoping everybody finds their way to their path to greatness. Yeah, man. See, this is why I love talking to you. Because, like, there's so many things that you just said that I'm like, I'm like yes, dude, like, that's, <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. the whole part about, like, just being on the path to greatness mm-hmm. and like not being judgmental. I found myself doing that a lot Yeah. when I was like, like the past two years when I was like literally like sacrificing everything to like make social media work. Anyone who I met who wasn't mm. also like working <clears throat> that hard. Yeah. I wanted no part of, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want you around me. I don't want to talk to you. Whatever drama you have going on, I don't care. Yeah. And like, it got to the point where like, it definitely did help to some extent but it got to the point where, like, my friends were like, you're being an asshole. Like, you think that you're better than us because you have this career that you found that you're passionate about. It's like, we're all young. We're also trying to figure that out. Mm. That doesn't make you better than us. Yeah. And for a while, I don't think that – I definitely never thought that. But I just thought that I was working harder. Right. And I was like, 
I guess it's a good point. Like I very much lucked out with finding a career that I wanted to go after. Mm. But it's like some people that doesn't happen for until they're like 24, 26. Right. And, or, or later, bro. Yeah, or later. Yeah, 40s, 50s. Yeah, and that's when you finally figure out, hey, this is actually what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. The past 20 years, I've just been doing stuff to pay bills and get by. Mm-hmm. So it is a thing of like, it's very hard to not be judgmental, but you need to remind yourself, like, hey, we're all on the same path. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen all at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's 100% true, bro. And I feel you like you did get unbalanced you got unbalanced and you were and that's not a bad thing bro like you were a hundred percent pursuing your dream and i feel that you know i was kind of in a similar place it was a little easier to be humble because i was broke for a minute yeah same same bro you've been right there with you so so it's a little bit different then but absolutely man i mean at the end of the day you know people are are all finding their paths Mm. and i think that you know, in like the tr- like true the true pursuit of developing yourself comes with not, not like humbling yourself, but just being uh, kind of letting go of like the arrogance right. that I think can come with it. Because yeah, bro, I mean, when you when we didn't have money and now we do, mm-hmm. when we didn't when we weren't successful and now we are, when people doubted us and now we're throwing it back in their face. Mm-hmm. It feels good. And yeah. it absolutely can, especially like we're young, bro. You're even younger than me and successful. And it like, there's definitely a level of confidence and arrogance that can creep up. But just like you're saying, bro, I think that in continuing to be the like tr- our truest best self, it comes with dropping the judgments, understanding like, that, you know, that's what's so interesting. It's awesome that we're making money. And right. We're being successful. We have all this stuff going on. But the the successful guy, like Gary Vee said something like this, is like he has a friend who's making 60 grand a year and he knows him through like an adult softball league. They play together yeah. and he's the happiest dude in the world. Right. And it's like if you have inner peace, all that matters is what it looks like to you. Oh, like, man. It's going to look different for everybody. That's good. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. So we're going to touch on this later, but just so people know. So you're a real estate agent now. Yeah. So that's how – because when I first met you, like, my first impression of you when we met, I was like, oh, this is just some... Some guy. <laughs> some guy, he likes to smoke, and he's just kind of, like, coasting through life. Yeah. Then, like, I don't know when it was, like, when the switch kind of flipped for me. I was like, whoa. I was like, Zane is, like... Like, he's very much, like, on my same level. Like, he's going after life. He wants to work hard. He wants to be able to buy a house. wants to be able to provide for a family. Like, I was like, we're on the same path like the whole like iron sharpens iron thing oh yeah i like that's that's zane yep absolutely man so we'll talk about it more but just want to give some background so people knew where you're coming from because you were we were both in the same spot where like we were both broke had nothing broke is a joke and now we're both in the same spot where it's like we have a career we're pursuing we're making good good enough money Mm -hmm. we're doing well for ourselves absolutely brother took a while but now we're here so that just gives just to give you all some context that we're not just yapping up here we've yeah. got some experience with life yeah we're working hard man and we're both out of our hometowns too we're that is also true a completely new place this is the full adult experience yeah 100 percent, bro 100 percent. yeah so one of the um next things you mentioned sleep what's all this about what's all this about i mean i'm i'm no scientist at all <laughs> i just listen to them you know i listen to podcasts a lot um audiobooks things like that and Sleep is just one of the, from what I'm finding, most important and 
most like undervalued parts of our health that there is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, you heard the quotes John Cena and Jake Paul you were talking about. Yep. Like the top dogs out there, the the best athletes in the world are preaching this stuff. Sleep is the best natural healer yep. that there is. Sleep is like I said, it's it's so under like utilized and not understood. Like really sleep like getting adequate sleep as much as possible. If you don't, you're you have a higher percentage of like a really like I think twenty plus percent plus higher chance of getting a lot of major diseases, cancer, like yep. a lot of things. And you know, sleep to me, sleep is something I'm really wanting to prioritize because I've always been a guy that's like, all right, I can six, six and a half hours, I can make it. Yeah, I'm good. That's all I need. Exactly. But dude, it's literally like in a podcast I was listening to, a guy literally mentions, well, it's late at night and I want to go to the gym. I didn't get my gym session. I was in the studio all day. What do I do? And she says, it's probably better to sleep. Yep. Because sleep, and again, just little pieces, I'm no scientist, but they talk about human growth hormone. And sleep is the greatest, what is it, the greatest stimulator of human growth hormone in your body. And so basically she says, well, even if you go to the gym and you and you do your lift, you're not going to get adequate sleep to give you that HGH to actually build your muscles. Yeah, it's literally not productive exactly. at all. Exactly. So she says you might as well just get the sleep. And, you know, that's the thing, man. It kind of goes hand in hand with the not drinking, not smoking alcohol really messes up your sleep yeah 100 um so yeah man i mean it's definitely something I'm, I'm prioritizing is trying to get to bed earlier get more sleep even if i get to bed later you know get enough sleep for them. yeah that's dope i mean that's the thing like i don't know the first time that i heard about it was i was watching a john cena interview and i guess that's also something we should mention is like the reason that i feel like i'm able to implement all this stuff in my life is because i go out of my way to like search it like mm-hmm. you, you listen to podcasts, you listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I'll watch interviews with people who I admire and look up to. Absolutely. And so I was watching this John Cena interview, and he was talking about how he, I think it's like the 2006 Royal Rumble. It basically was how he was like injured, Sheesh. was not supposed to come back for like, like three more months. Yeah, really. Wow. And I remember the comeback. If I remember it, correctly, the, I know what you're talking about. It was a huge deal because yeah, it was so unexpected. Off. Yeah, I think it was at Madison Square Garden. If we're thinking of the, if it's if it's like 2006 or 2007 Royal Rumble, yeah. bro, I was into WWE. Yep, same. It might have been 2008. Now I'm thinking about it. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it was a big deal, and he basically said like the reason that he was able to recover so quickly was because of how much he prioritized his sleep. Mm-hmm. I was like, you shaved off three months of recovery time that the doctors told you. Because you figured out, hey, sleep is my best asset right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's insane. So ever since then, and also, um, I told you this when we talked about it before, in my AP psych class in high school, we talked mm-hmm. about sleep debt. Yeah. And how you can't, you can't pay it back. Yeah. For all of you that watch this and you ever say, oh, I'm going to catch up on my sleep today. I'm going to sleep in. doesn't work like it that. It doesn't work like that. Basically, like sleep debt is like... In your lifetime, if you say, hey, this week, I went to sleep, but I got four hours of sleep on Monday. So on Tuesday, I'm going to make sure I get 12 to balance it out. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Basically, like once you lose those hours of sleep, they're gone forever. Yeah. It's insane. So when I heard that, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't ever catch up on sleep. Like mm-hmm. there's no way to ever like get it back. Yeah. That's nuts to me. It is. So I know. 
ever since then I've been huge about like getting eight hours, which is a lot easier said than done now mm. because I work from home and I can do, I make my own schedule. But even when I was still working at like Disney and working at other places, like I tried to make sure I at least got six to eight. I know my body well enough now. My body functions great with eight. Mm-hmm. Anything less, I will be, maybe not in a bad mood, but like I won't be myself. Right. And I know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just the truth, man. And I think, you know, obviously you have to mention like sleep disorders or things that would contribute to just having a hard time sleeping. Right. So obviously, we're not scientists. We don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh man, if you're not getting it, you're out of luck. Yeah, no, exactly, bro. (laughs) But definitely, you know, eight hours of sleep, I think for everybody, I think another thing that again has been spoken about, and this is, I love hearing this on the podcast, the idea of night owls, early birds doesn't, it's not real. It's not, if you, if again, if you're out there and you call yourself a night owl, I'm sorry, but it's not true. It's not, it's not a thing. <laughs> the truth is, and again, this is, I told you about this, but it's a super cool study. They looked at tribes that didn't have access to electricity. So no phones, no blue light, things like that. They all went to sleep and woke up within 30 to like 45 minutes of each other. Talking about like hundreds, I think even thousands of people all went to sleep and woke up at the same time because it's not, there is no night owl or early bird. Mm-hmm. It's just people like, you're either on your phone too late, and that's a whole other thing that they talk about is if you're you know, up looking at blue light light at night, that's negative for your health and all these different things. But if you're up too late at night, then you are going to wake up later. That's all it is. Right. And the truth is you, we got to be going to sleep. The specific hours of time is 10 to 4. You don't want to be awake in that time, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Um, so we just we got to be getting our eight hours. Yeah. It's also like blue light is another crazy thing to me that I didn't really know about until I started doing social media mm-hmm. and was staring at my phone all day mm-hmm. because I spend like, even now when I look at my screen time, it's like eight hours, like a day. Yeah, and I'm like, that's basically how much I'm awake. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at my phone. Like, keep in mind, I'm not like just scrolling TikTok for eight hours. Like yeah. I'm working, but it's the idea that like, if I'm looking at my phone or my laptop or the TV, I'm constantly looking at a screen. Yeah. So it's like, the thing that scares me the most about it is we don't have enough research to know what that's going to do to our bodies. Mm-hmm. We just know like, Hey, it's probably not good. Yeah. So like I have blue light glasses now, but just the idea of like, it scares me a lot because I'm like, we don't know enough. Same with like, um, like AirPods and headphones. Mm-hmm. We have no clue like what the effects are going to be. Like if you're listening to too much music too loud for too long, like, yeah, absolutely. it's so scary to me. That's so true. I've tried I don't, again, I don't have all the research done on it. I try to put my phone in black and white as much as I can. I've noticed that. Yeah. And um, I the initial thought was just because it makes your phone a little more boring. Yeah. So you don't want to go on it as much. But I, I don't know if that negates the blue light. I don't know mm. if it's still blue light when it comes out in black and white. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know. I'm, that might sound stupid. Like, no, I'm with know, you. I've, I've got no clue. You know, I think it probably helps at least to some extent. Because yeah. the, again, I saw this in a YouTube video, but the best way I heard to put it is our phone is like this digital pack of fruit gushers. It's so bright and it's Ooh. colorful and you want to call the time yeah. for no reason. Like we got to find ways to get off of it mm-hmm. because it's so just, and I, don't get me wrong. I understand career wise, you know, sometimes there's things we have to do on it. But yeah. 
getting back to our roots just as like a human that doesn't have all this technology at their fingertips doing things like reading and you know the girl in the podcast the woman in the podcast she has a real she has a whole specific nighttime routine and all that you know our body loves structure yeah it loves routine so to get into more of that and to not you know be on our phone super late to do more healthy things and get good sleep i think it's yeah super important well that's what's also so interesting is i think like when I think about where the world's going, mm-hmm. like with AI and AR, VR, like they did, like someone did a poll I think on Twitter. It was like about how how much humans are okay with the idea of like AI taking over, and basically everyone said like humans just naturally prefer humans to almost everything. Mm-hmm. Like AI art, like everyone's like, no, I want the human art. The only thing that like people were like no it's totally fine is like cashiers like automated stuff Mm. people are like yeah who cares but it's like when it comes to if i'm gonna go down for a job interview and i'm sitting through um what's it called when you go for a job interview no like when you're training uh training (laughs) yeah (laughs) um when you're in for training and like instead of it being a person on the screen talking to you it's an ai Uh like it's it's very off putting and it's very like, right? Not yeah, like, real. You, yeah, you don't feel warm and welcome to the company. Yeah, so I feel like my personal opinion. I feel like the world and the way we're going is like, you're gonna start to see a shift where people actually really want to go back to how things used to be. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it, some people like you've noticed on Instagram, a lot of girls and like a lot of people who are like really into film, mm-hmm. they like using digital cameras. Yeah. Instead of see that instead yep. of iPhones because they like the way it looks. Yeah, you know another interesting point. Being a real estate agent, a lot of our jobs could be automated. If right. I'm being just so honest, a oh, lot yeah. of this real estate game is kind of being a therapist. People, mm-hmm. I had a call recently with a guy. We had a closing coming up, but it's so much work to close on a house. It's so much documentation and tracking down tax forms, talking to accountants and yep. different people. And he just needed to be like, man, I don't know if I could do this, you know. All this stuff's going on. I don't know this, that, the other. And from a feeling perspective, I just had to be there for him, yeah. you know, as a, as a guy. And and not to, I'm, I'm not going to lie. AI is incredibly powerful. And I'm sure I know that there's already AIs out there that can, in a way, come up with responses for things like that. Right. But just like you're saying, I don't think that's what humans want. I think in, in some ways, just from a, a chemistry way, and again, I don't know how that could change over evolution, but from a human chem- chemistry standpoint, I think different things are stimulated within us from communicating with other humans. Yeah. Just at the end of the day, man, it's like, if you are, you know, the I mean, I'll just say this, if I'm skin to skin with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. like it feels incredible. It's fireworks. Right. It's like, I could, I don't know, I don't know that I could ever get that with like an AI, you know what right. I mean? It, so i think that there's something to be said on that yeah 100 and it's just it's really i don't want to say scary because that makes me sound like i'm like against it i'm not against ai yeah i'm all for it like to me i'm like automate as much as you can yeah like the idea of getting humans to a point where like the things that we don't necessarily need to be spending our time on like not like that i'm saying i'm against people being a cashier right but like i was a cashier i worked at walmart i worked at Publix. Mm mm-hmm I'm like, that's a job that, like, I don't think humans should be doing. I think that, like, that's a good mm. thing to automate so you can give humans the chance to 
work on things that are much more important. I was going to say, man, it sounds like there's an opportunity to up our skill set. That's what I'm saying. We just say like, it is, it makes things a little tighter. It's like, Hey, you don't have the opportunity to take the easy, like, I don't want to say the easy way out, but the super simple jobs that Mm -hmm. yes, can be automated. Those don't, those aren't there anymore. Right. So you then get the chance to step up and learn new things and find ways to, you know, create a career to make money and all that stuff that just takes a higher skill. Yeah. Like when I hear about people saying, like talking about like the world and like just the way it's going, like, you know, we like climate change, all this stuff. It's like, that's a very big issue that we all probably should be working on. But the issue is everyone has to pay bills. I care about climate change, but I'm a cashier at Walmart. I don't have time. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Right. So it's like, in my head, it's just the idea that, especially in America, I guess, everyone is so focused on making money and just capitalism in general that we're not focused on just being better human beings and not just in general, like in kindness, but like mm-hmm. as a species for our planet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, like if the, like That's the tremendous. way I look about it, look at it is like, imagine if aliens came down here yeah. and they knew what kind of like impending doom we had mm-hmm. and they're looking at us and they're like, why are they just wasting their time working at grocery stores? Right. I'm not trying to dog on cashiers. I keep saying that, but like just any kind of job like that. Yeah. Or it's just pointless. Just, yeah. Just something like when you think about it, it's like, what, what impact are we making towards the greater world? And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a real estate agent. I'm helping people sell and buy houses Mm -hmm. that, yeah, if the world's underwater, if the United States (laughs) underwater ain't going to matter. Right. But yeah, man, I mean, at the end of the day, I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, I think that, and maybe that's honestly, maybe that point, that I made flips back around on me. Maybe real estate does need to get automated so that then I can focus on things that are more important. But just like you said, yeah, yeah, you know, we do have to pay bills and it's hard to, I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to focus on the, the livelihood and the, the thriving of the whole world when, you know, we have enough, everybody has enough trouble just focusing on that in themselves. Yeah. You know, is there's a whole, um, I don't know how much TikTok you watch, but there's a lot of TikToks that, and just kind of people in general, where they're trying to flip their mind and the whole, like, you know, because the world is so big, nothing really matters. But there's this whole other group of people, like myself, who it's like, yeah, the world is so big, so everything matters. Because, like, your universe, like, what your life experience is, is the only thing that you have. Mm-hmm. So everything you you do and everything that happens actually matters a lot. Yeah. Versus looking at it from like, oh, this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But you're it's your universe. Yeah. So it should matter. That's interesting. That's super interesting, bro. That's a great point. Yeah. All we have is our own life. So, you know, treat it as such. Treat it as the one that you have and, you know, make it important. Make it meaningful. Right. And that goes back to the whole, like, path of greatness. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can – and my thing is, like, I encourage everyone to, like, it's a hard conversation to have with yourself. Like, what do I really want to do? What am I actually passionate about? Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Yeah. But like, you just kind of have to keep trying and trying and trying until something feels right. Mm-hmm. Like for the longest time, like I go down the list after I got to high school, like first I wanted to be in the air force. Then I was like, no, I think I'll be a firefighter. Then I was like, no, I'll be an architect. Then I was like, no, I want to be a turf specialist. Like for like Jeez. stadiums. Sure. Then I was like, actually, no, forget that. I want my own business. I want my own irrigation business. I was like, I want to be the boss. Then I was like, matter of fact, forget that. I'm good with kids. 
I want to be a teacher. Nice. Then I came to the DCP. I was like, no, I want to do entertainment. I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Then I fell into social media. But right there on. were so many things beforehand that's like, that I was going after for like a little bit. There was even a spot in there I forgot where I wanted to do tech. Um, tech. Yeah. I started taking informatics classes. Dang. That's Didn't insane. even know what that was. <laughs> and I was like. That's what's up, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's important. Like everyone, you need to like, I call it like you really need to find out like what your God-given gift is. And like, I got this from Steve Harvey. Basically like, what do you do the best that takes the least amount of effort? Nice. I found out I'm very good at entertaining people. So it, it was kind of like anything within that realm. Mm-hmm. And then social media kind of just happened. And I realized, oh, this is what I'm actually already good at. Now I'm just putting a camera on myself. Mm-hmm. And I have to do the work along yeah. with it. Right on. Hey, that's totally true, man. You found what your God-given gift was. And just like you said, least amount of effort. Just put a camera on yourself and... Now you got a primary social media business. Yeah, man. And it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I've told everyone this, at least my friends-wise, like, I'm not sure how how much longer I'll do social media. I have no clue. Like, for now, it's what I like doing. But just because, like, entertainment is what I think my God-given gift is right now, in two, three years, it could be being, I don't know, a travel guide because of how much travel I've done. Right. Whatever it comes down to, like, I think a lot of people get lost in this idea that you need to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm. Like, dude, you you change. Yeah. Why would you put yourself in a box and think, like, that your career defines who you are as a person? Like, I don't see myself as a social media creator. Mm-hmm. I'm just Jason. Yep. That's tremendous, man. And- That's so true. I mean... I will say to this extent, this is definitely something I picked up. School puts us in that position. Yeah. School causes us to believe that, you know, here's here's the track. You're going to go to high school yep. and you're going to choose a college and you're going to go to college. If you want to specialize in something, go to a special college. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to go to college and then you're going to find out what you want to do and they're going to do that for the rest of your yep. life. You know? Pick a major. Exactly, bro. Exactly. But – in reality, exactly what you said. You you might, and of course this happened before, people will be graduating in their degree, in their major, thinking, man, I don't want to do this. Right. You know, and it just happens. And like that idea is perpetuated on us from school. But in reality, we have the freedom to be. And if you want to be, I think, healthy and at peace, you have to follow your heart. And follow your mind. Like people have left hundred thousand million dollar positions because it wasn't contributing to their inner peace and what they really wanted, you know. And it, it's so interesting. It can all tie together. It's like, yeah, well, we all got to pay bills. And yep. That's a hundred percent true. Mm. It's hard to go from you know making a million bucks to being a struggling artist, right? But it's how it is. And I think, you know, again, getting back to like we're saying that that path to greatness. Mm. I'm at a place right now where I think from listening to a lot of podcasts and people speak, the real goal for everybody's inner peace. Yeah, 100%. Really all we're all striving after. It comes and it goes. But for sure, it's a lot harder to find inner peace if you're doing something for 6, 8, 10, 12 hours a day that you know isn't for you. Right. You know. And that was the whole thing with 
at least like why I went after social media so hard was like working the jobs that I used to work like Walmart, Home Depot, Kroger. Because when I was working there, I was working there with people who were, you know, in their 40s, in their 50s, literally who were trying to get by and trying to make their rent mm-hmm. from that money they're making that job. And I was like, I cannot live like this. I can't, like, I'm striving for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the weekend. I can't wait for that one year vacation right. that I get to take. Like, if you're, I don't want to say like this, but like, it scared me to think that my life would only be about waiting to get to a one year vacation. Yeah. That terrified me. And I was like, I need to find a job that like, I'm actually passionate about and I don't feel like his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. And being in real estate, I, I interact with a lot of people who are working those, you know, nine to five or salary job or whatever it is. And first and foremost, I just want to say that's like, there's plenty of people that love that. There's plenty of people. Yeah. That, some people have no you know, problem with it. That's their thing. But more so what I, what I'm referring to is like, there's people that you've heard the phrase, don't, don't, live to work work to live Mm. and there's a lot of people who live to work for a lot of people i think a lot of it is your upbringing and it is you know your family and the values they've instilled upon you and that the beliefs that you've grown to have about work and life and paying your bills just like you know we've been talking about but for a lot of people like two jobs three jobs is a normal thing to have multiple positions because you know it's like well I got bills, so I have to have two jobs. Yep. You know, and like they say, you know, working smarter, not harder. That's why there's a lot of money to be made in finding ways to just get paid more for less time. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, yeah, I mean, the the uh, the mo for making money is work more hours. Right. And even for me, I mean, even for plenty of my life, like growing up, I, you know, getting into real estate, you, I really learned like. Sometimes it don't take much work to make a lot of money. Right. And yep. I think for everybody's individual thing, maybe if it's more work, if it's less, just like we said, we had to be unbalanced at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. But it's about finding something that, you know, you want to have your cake and eat it too. You want to have that inner peace because you love what you're doing. You really enjoy it. But then also not have to, you know, work your freaking butt off to make money. We, I, I think for... And this is why so many people don't get started at the beginning. You have to at the beginning. Like I I know you were, did you have a job when you were first, like you worked when you were first really pushing for social media? Yeah. I still work at Disney. So we're going to, okay, so there you go. So for us, it was like, Hey, I'm going to work nine to five. And then from, you know, five to 12, I'm working on my business. Yeah. We, you know, we went days, weeks, months, years of, doing that, you know, being a balance, multiple jobs. And I think a lot of people, like multiple jobs, and one of them isn't even paying you. Right. You know, but a lot of people aren't willing to make that commitment because mm-hmm. it's a it's a commitment, man. It's, it's a, a sacrifice. It's a big sacrifice. Just like you said, there's a lot of friends you had that weren't on that wave. Mm-hmm. And that just, that's what ends up happening. You know, you kind of look back and you don't have the inner peace that I think we're all striving for. And, um, that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, we have to, just like you're saying, find the things we're passionate about, you're skilled at, and then find ways to make money through it. And, yeah, I'm kind of rambling on. So. No, I listen, I could talk about, about this, especially with you for hours. But, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, another thing I want to talk about quickly. Yep. Um, because I want to talk to you about, about your relationship a lot. So, quickly, I want to ask you about what's like being a real estate agent. 
It's cool. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's fun. You know, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, and I don't, I don't mean this to sound like twisted or anything, but I get paid a good amount of money for sometimes what isn't much work. Right. You know, there have been, and, and it, it comes and goes. I think it evens out. Sometimes, and this is literally the case now, I've worked 12, 15 hours. To, well, bet- between multiple people, we could say I've worked 30 to 40 hours for nothing. But then you, I've worked 10 hours to make 12 grand. Right. You know? So it's like all together, I really enjoy it. I love going all around Orlando and learning about all these different towns and cities and suburbs. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been a grind, but everybody follow at Zane the Realtor. That's my Instagram. That's and, right. And uh, my TikTok, YouTube, and all that. But. It's my own business, and it's. I've been so like blessed. I'm so thankful for the way it's been able to take off. It's been it's been dope seeing you grow, especially like one as a person, but like also on your front, like from the business point of view, like literally seeing the numbers. Yeah, I'm like wow, like Zane's like really doing it. Thanks, bro. It's so dope. So like yeah, if you need a house, if you're coming to Orlando and you want to move here, because why wouldn't you? Orlando's <laughs> a listen. As much as I like to say I don't like Orlando, Orlando's a phenomenal city. Yeah, it's dope. It's just because I'm. Band is the name. Facts, facts, band. Um, but yeah, Orlando's dope. If you need a house, Zane the Realtor. Hit me up, guys. Hit he's me the up. man. Um, so this is the one thing I really want to talk to you about. Because there's not many people who I meet who I see their relationship and I go, whoa, I want some of like what they have. I want to implement what they do in my next relationship. You're one of those people. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. For real, man. Of course. That, so... One thing that I really want to ask you about, because I saw this and we were talking about it. So you and your girl have weekly meetings. Just started them. Yeah, we had our first one. We're, we're going to do our another one, our next one tonight after this. Actually, oh, tell me about this. What is this? Yeah. So honestly, I think it's an idea that I first ever heard of on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I saw a reel of it. But here's kind of what you know our basic outline. So first and foremost. We start by writing, and again, we're just one in, so we're yeah, yeah. working out the kinks. Start by writing for about five minutes about what we're grateful for from the other partner that week. Oh, wow. Write all that out, you know, express love. At the end of the meeting, we read them to each other or read them ourselves. I think I can, I think we read just, yeah, we would write them in the other person's journal because that's kind of the, oh, okay, okay. the core of this is we have a journal where we keep track of our meetings. So I'll write mine in her journal and she'll write hers in mine. Very cool. Let me trade back. And then we talk about, so then this week, again, this is our second one, we're going to go back to the goals we set. So each week we're going to set goals for the next week. So we're going to go back to the goals for this week and we're going to go over, hey, how to go? Did we hit those? Uh. You know, did we miss those? What can we do? better and that's kind of the next thing so we'll do that and then we're gonna write about and again work in progress but we're gonna set goals again for the coming week and then we're gonna say um like what i'm sorry i'm mixing it up a little (laughs) bit so we're gonna say what went well this week and that'll kind of be us going over our goals hey we hit this this went well and these are like couple goals it's both couple goals and individual goals. okay okay yep and so we say what went well um, these are the goals we hit. This is what went well this week. And then, and this is a big one. And in our relationship, we're very particular about our communication and the way we speak to each other and all that stuff. And 
instead of saying, well, this is what went bad this week, mm-hmm. we say, this is what goals and what we want to improve for next week. Like, See, this, this is, is what I'm talking about. That's yeah. so good. Thanks, bro. Yeah, like, because that's the thing, you know, and, and there's, you know, we can totally get into this, but we, and it's it's just as much her, like Allie, I have to give her so much credit. Like, she's been such an amazing girlfriend, woman. Like, I have so much love for her Aww. and appreciation for her. Um, but we are very specific and communicative about how we want to approach each other. I think there's, again, we both are really into self-development. Mm-hmm. You know, one, this is such an interesting thing that I've heard, and I think it's super important. I heard it on a podcast, but it's having what's called a shared lexicon. And what that, okay. what that means is with two different people, and I like, I, we continue to learn more about this and kind of see it in action every day. With two people, what I say to you is probably going to mean something different than what – like you'll think it means something different than what I mean. Just because right. if if I say, you know let, – let's take this for example. You know, I don't really um, – I, I don't want to go on a walk. She said – if Allie was like, hey, do you want to go on a walk today? I was like, I don't really want to go on a walk. She could easily take that as I don't want to spend time with you. Whereas uh. I might be saying, you know – I was I worked out yesterday. I'm I didn't really sleep well. I'm mm. so tired. That's why I don't want to go to walk. But that's why like having a and I heard about this in a podcast. That's a shared lexicon. What do the things you say mean? Mm. And ha- you have to be on the same page about them as much as possible because it causes I think a lot of issues when you know you're saying one thing and meaning one thing and they take it as in a different way. Right. And it's not anybody's fault. But really, it's both of your faults if you let it go on too long without communicating about. Yeah, then it's, getting it's like, hey, one of us could have just said something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're super communicative about any time, you know, I feel a discomfort in the relationship about something that was said or something that happens. And the same with her. We are very communicative and honest. And, you know, we don't, I, we don't sweep anything under the rug. Yeah. We really are specific about communication you know, we've had bumps in the road, but that's the whole thing. Right. It's a bump in the road. You know, it's an obstacle. If you, you know, all it is is a bump unless you let it be more than that. Mm. You know, the communication and being really honest with each other, they're uncomfortable conversations, but they'd be way worse and have, you know, way m- more of an impact, I guess, if we were to, like, let them linger. Yeah, you know I mean? that's cr- that's a really good, like, analogy, like, most relationship problems are just bumps in the road, but if you let them linger too long, they become spikes. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Spikes, absolutely, bro. That's really cool. So lexicon, interesting. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this, because this is what I guarantee is going through most people's heads right now. How did you get to that point? Like, was that off the jump? This is how we're going to be as a couple? Dude, that's a great question. So first, just a little backstory. I met her... Two years ago, give or take, we were both out in downtown Orlando and stuff. We met at a house party at my house even before that. But I didn't at the time we really didn't we were like friends, we were cool, it was whatever, but we didn't have, you know, romantic interests. We weren't really gonna do anything. But later on we just I think bumped into each other downtown and stuff and you know, one thing led to another and we definitely ended up getting involved and all. And then um she Literally the day we like bumped into each other and first kind of had a spark, romantic spark, she had just broken her lease to move back home to Oregon. Oh, dang. So we kind of just nipped it in the bud. Mm. But 
from the jump, we had a very strong connection together. We both could feel that. And pretty much when she moved back, we just throughout the years, we stayed in touch and stayed in contact. And, you know, for one, I think the beauty of it and kind of this is getting back to the question of how did it start? How do we, you know, get into our relationship this way? We both followed a similar path of like development. When we met, we both were very different in that we were partying, we were drinking, smoking. I was working at Disney. She was getting ready to go home and finish college. She wasn't totally sure what she wanted to do and all. And we both kind of got into the self-development space and the podcast and a little bit more uh. awareness and thinking about what we were doing and who we wanted to be. Mm. And then kind of as we continued to communicate, like I remember I sent her a woman named Mel Robbins, amazing podcast. She's great. But I sent her one of her podcasts and I found out now she used to only listen to TED Talks. She didn't even know about like the podcast world and all the different development spaces and stuff. So she was already on the path. She was listening to TED Talks on Mm -hmm. her walks to school and things like that. And that was really cool. Like on that level, we had really good conversations together. Yeah, I bet. And, um, you know, it just kind of sparked. I feel like as we continue to grow, you know, the analogy I tell her, and I just love this, like, it's almost like we both had a pair of glasses on that were all the way fogged up when we first met. And the more that we learned about ourselves and each other, we like, continued to get a little bit of fog. And we, we like cleared it off little by little. Uh-huh. At first, we didn't see each other in that way, the yeah. way that we see each other now. But the more and more that we've continued to see ourselves in a better way, we can see each other more. And then we just kind of really understood that we we have a really strong connection. And you know, wow, in that, May, that's beautiful. I went and saw her, bro, and you know we just continue to kind of walk this path together. That's that's beautiful. That's dope. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, I think what's so cool about it is that like everyone always says like, oh, communication is the number one key to a relationship. Everyone says that. Everyone, <laughs> everyone apparently that. knows that. Yeah, that is a key. You're but, right. But for, for sure. some reason, no one likes to do it. Right. Because it is, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So like your thing with the weekly meetings, after you told me about it, I told one of my girlfriends, I was like, you're not going to believe what Zane does. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was like, I'm totally going to put this in my next relationship. And she, she's also in a relationship. And she was like, this is so cool to me. Like the idea that like, nice. hey, you. if something happens is that week, but like you might not think it's that big of a deal. You don't want to overreact in the moment. You can be like, hey, you know what? It's okay. Because we already have a designated time at some point this week where I can bring this up. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to become this whole thing. I know the person is going to be receptive to it because we already designated this time yep. as a moment of like, hey, let's get the hard stuff out. Let's be super honest. Yep. What's going on? Yeah. Because like, I think that's what a lot of people kind of lack in relationships is they think communication's great when it's convenient. Mm. But if it's not convenient... Mm. Uh, I'll brush under the rug. Right. And the issue with that is the more you brush under the rug, the bigger the rug gets. Yeah, the bigger the rug gets, bro. You can't walk over that thing. You start walking on eggs. Maybe that's the whole analogy. <laughs> oh. that the rug, they're all big. Now you start tiptoeing around it and yeah. all that. Walking on eggshells. That's it. No, that's so true, man. And the thing is, like, the meetings are great. And I, don't, I know this isn't what you're saying, but just for people listening, mm. when we run into an issue, the, the, the answer is not like, all right, save it for the meeting. You know, I'm not, I know that's right, not what you're saying. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like, it gives us the opportunity to go over it again. Mm-hmm. Because 
you know, one thing I'm learning, because this is my this is the longest relationship I've ever had. I had one six-month relationship when I was a freshman in college, and it didn't, it was fine, but it just was not all of this communication and really true deep connection and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, even when you, we because t- this happened with us, we've talked through an issue phenomenally, mm-hmm. and we both felt at peace with it. Mm-hmm. But later on, things happen that can still press that button. Right. still triggered in a way. And when we have, you know, when that happens, we will, it'll be a less uncomfortable conversation because we already went through it and talked about it. But like when we have these meetings, we can go over, Hey, that thing that happened, let's talk about that again. Mm -hmm. You know, I know we did already, but I want to go, I want to talk about it again with you. And let's really just make sure, because the thing is, man, I think that, and I talk a little bit about this on our couples page and stuff, but, and this is a whole other thing we get into. <laughs> in today's day and age, I sound like an old man, <laughs> but so many people run at the first sign of conflict. Yeah. But the, and the thing is, I think a big reason for that, and this is what I talk about on the page, it's the illusion of options. There's the dating apps Ooh. and there's the people out there, social media, man, mm-hmm. Instagram softcore. Yeah. There's so many people that post all the scandalous pictures out there. Men, women, everybody does it. And the thing is, we have this idea that if I have an issue with my person, there's all these other options. This I'm not supposed to have issues with you. I got to go. And it another way it perpetuates, and I'm a culprit of this in a way, all you see is the happiest moments. Yep, you see media. the highlights. So you think that, well, that's what I'm supposed to have. This little argument, this disagreement we're having, this isn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go out and be perfect and do all this different stuff with my blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the truth is in these relationships, those are, that's the moments that build the relationship. Like, there's a, I haven't, I'm like halfway through it maybe, but Jay Shetty has a book called Eight Rules of Love. Yeah. And he says some really amazing things in there that are just about the moments. It, like the relationship is not built on the vacations. It's not built on the big. Ah. Of it's the times where, you know, number, number one, it's the boring times. Yep. It's the, Hey, we've been together for nine straight days and it's our like 17th month of dating. And like, it's just another day. Right. It's those times. And it's the times of disagreement that mm-hmm. build your relationship because when you're dating somebody, and this is something that I've really, and so is Allie. I have to give her so much credit because she's just as much a part of this as me. And she, I mean, she does I, even more. Like, I learned so much from her. I, I know. I Like, it's amazing. Yeah. But when we have those, like, moments of disagreement, you have to choose the relationship first. There is all these options out there. Mm-hmm. There, you know, you can slide in a million DMs. You can right. go out and you can try to hook up with someone or whatever it is. Yeah, you can get attention elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, like exactly. And it's like, yeah, that's the truth. You can. For a woman out there, you can go on Tinder and you can get a yeah. thousand likes in a day. Yeah. Like you absolutely can. But then you're never going to find somebody that is going to be a long-term relationship for you. And if you're serious about that being what you want – you have to understand that when you're with the right person, and don't get me wrong, like there's people where you just have so many disagreements, maybe you're just not right for each other. Yeah. But when you're with the right person and these times of, of kind of clash come up, you have to communicate effectively. Like say communication is key. Mm-hmm. You have to talk to each other and be very honest and self-aware and loving and go into it not with a mindset that this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back, right? but with a true desire as much as possible to – smooth this out so that you guys can continue moving forward together. Yeah. One thing I've learned is very much like nothing 
nothing good is easy mm. and nothing easy is worth having. Mm. So that's truth. Like, especially in my first relationship, yeah. I was that way. Mm-hmm. I was, if there's a problem, this shouldn't be happening. We're done. Yeah. I was like, it was my high school relationship. So like, I was very much sure. Right, I don't blame you. It's yeah. Right. But like, we probably broke up. I broke up with her probably like eight times because anytime there was a conflict, the way that I thought of it was, oh, well, if we're having issues, we're just, we're just not going to work out. Right. Not realizing issues are totally fine. They're very normal. normal. Yeah. But it's about working through them that a lot of people, I think, honestly, just haven't ever learned. Yeah. Like, growing up, like, I never saw my parents work through issues. So it's the thing of, like, having to step back and go, oh, you know what? In relationships, issues are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean things are going bad. That doesn't mean we need to break yeah. up. It just means we need to talk about it. Absolutely. And we need to work through it and fight together. Right. No, man. I mean, that's 100% true. Um, and exactly what you say, man. I mean, I feel like we learn so many of our communication patterns from our parents. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like I love my dad, but I know there's things that I've seen in his relationship before that I don't totally agree with. Right. And, like, we have to take, I think – the lessons we can take from our parents and their relationships and, you know, use those as much as possible. But just like you're saying, man, and like we get back to the self-development stuff, we have to really get out there and work to learn what's, what works. Yeah. What is actually the key? You know, there's so many different like things that I've listened to that I just, you know, like we we're having these little moments right now. They're like, wow. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that. And it's so true, man. You know, there's so many different ways that, if I and getting back to me and Alex's relationship and the self development we've done, there's so many different ways that if I didn't follow the path and if she didn't follow this path and really, you know, work on ourselves to get to the place that we're at now, we wouldn't have worked. Right. We've, we've talked about that. Like if we tried to start dating when we first met, it never would have worked out. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's perfect how it all happened because it's like okay, well we literally couldn't try to start dating because she was moving in a month. Yep. And just like we stayed in touch. We continue to work on ourselves and then we got to a place where now I feel like the foundation is there mm-hmm. and like we weather storms, we talk to each other, we're incredibly communicative. She is, you know, phenomenal at communicating with me, showing me love, all that stuff. I think that's what we all have to, not to say in my relationships, we all have to strive <laughs> for, but we all have to strive for a situation where we're both learning and growing and wanting the relationship to succeed. And so, yeah, like, I think that's a huge part of it. Like, just like the the want to fight for relationship mm-hmm. and like you see it a lot in like romantic movies like chick flicks right first of all i love rom-coms right on. Like they're good bro it's yeah. literally my favorite movie genre mm-hmm. and like see like watching those and like the reason i feel like most people think it's like oh it's cringy it's not realistic is because like most people aren't used to having to fight for relationship mm-hmm. like they're not used to having to ride a motorcycle down a New York bridge, pull over a girl in a taxi and confess your love to her. Right, right. Well, fair. I think, I will say, I think movies have a bad habit. Well, it's not even a habit. It's exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> but they, they create, they've created a, not a good environment for like, like not a good level of expectation for romance. Because uh, as much as I agree with that, nobody should expect that. That's nuts. Yeah, you shouldn't expect it, but it is, it's just the same idea. It's just idea. like, you'll fight. Right, right. Someone will, someone will fight for me and like, Show me that I am worth 
fighting for. A hundred percent, bro. And I agree. I think that social, I mean, social media does it too. Movies, media, all that stuff. There's definitely a level of expectation that is created Mm -hmm. around relationships that is, you you can't keep up with it, you know? And it's started with movies, but unfortunately it's on social media now too. Like we've talked about, everybody thinks that their relationship should be picture perfect Mm. because yeah, in the movies, you don't see the, the, like I said, the years or the days that are boring and right. very mundane and whatever it is. You just see the, the montages yeah. and like the big amazing moments. The, and I think it creates like hopeless romantics in yep. a way and like things like that. But I, I think know. it's huge. I think it's huge to mention. And the thing you said the about like wanting to learn, like how to be in a good relationship. Mm. That's why like one of my favorite things is like when my single friends always ask me for relationship advice. Yeah. Even though I've only been in one extremely toxic relationship, but right. it's because I was able to. I love to analyze and learn about other people's relationships, like right. yours. Like when I hear nice about point. it, I don't just go, "Oh, that's cool," and brush it off. Good. I get very intrigued and interested. And I ask the questions. Well, just to you know, shout you out, man. I feel like that's that would be the path towards finding that relationship that you actually want. Yeah. You know, like what's on your vision board. Is mm-hmm. like you're not gonna get that by, I don't know, following. I know some old habits we've talked about. You know, doing the same. It, it goes with anything. If you want something new, you can't keep doing the same things. Exactly. So by yeah, I mean, trying to find more out about the things that you think are healthy and good. I think that's how you find what you're looking for. Yeah. That's huge, man. And I think that's a great spot to wrap it up. Boom. I think this has been phenomenal. Yep. Um, we might have one last cameo here that everyone. This is the ah. here he is. There he is. Ah. Boy Scoot Wonder. over, man. Speaking, Scoot of, over. speaking of long lasting healthy relationships. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Zane I's uh relationship goes hey. way back. We go way back. Yeah. We I, go years back. DCP. Yeah, literally. taught me everything I know about this uh, Orlando lifestyle. We got about a minute. We gotta wrap it up. Mm-hmm. All I gotta say is that I'm proud of how far Zane has come. And I feel like he's hit full circle after all of um like seriously, he was a different person. I said the same thing earlier. It was crazy. He was he was a different person, and now he has a girl. Um, I feel like he basically already moved in with her. Oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I've been I've spent a lot of time there. Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to it at this point. Oh, Dan. Anyway, I I, I would like to drop some you know nonsense, but also wise stuff. But apparently. I'm getting cut short today. So remember, guys, if you want to see me on the podcast, let's get all these podcast things up, especially this one, because these two are wonderful men. That's Look right. at all these cameras. They're wonderful men. Am I looking at camera A, B, or C? Go to B. How, oh, go to B. Well, guys, that's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> With Jojo Crazy. <laughs> um, if you want Jojo on a podcast, we need to start hitting about 5,000 views per podcast. Boom. Then we'll bring him on. Boom. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big deal. I, I need, I need, like, it's part of my agent. They said I cannot be on certain things. It's, it's part of the contract. Yeah. Not my choice. That is a joke, by the way. It's not a joke. I do not think of myself like that. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Love ya. Peace. Subscribe.